Thanks for subscribing to the One Cause Podcast. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. So we believe that the more you hear these truths, the more they will benefit your life. Remember, all it takes is believing it. We are so excited to be here. How many of you guys enjoyed ProfCon? It was, uh, hey Jay, it was a really, really good week. I want to uh, say again thanks to our teams that were involved, the creatives, everybody that served in those departments, um, that the, the worship team, it was just next level. And, uh, and it was really fantastic. And, and I want to say that Pastor Jen and I are putting together a list because we've, we continue to hear about miracles that are happening in your lives. And I'm actually going to read one to you here uh, to get started. But I want to read a quick story that I was sent by a friend um, a few weeks ago. And he said um, he drove up to Costco to get some gas and uh, noticed that there were two policemen watching a woman who was getting gas smoking. You ever seen anybody doing that? Like, you know, getting gas and smoking should be two separate things. Uh, but sometimes you'll see somebody to do that. And it's like, yeah, I don't think that's very wise. And so uh, he thought to himself, this lady is crazy and not, not the smartest or both, probably. the both. So he, he runs inside and uh, grabs uh, some stuff and a drink and comes outside. And he notices as he's coming outside that the woman's, the woman's on fire, her arm's on fire. And the cops are getting to her. And uh, she was swinging her arm, and they cuffed her. And instead of putting her in the ambulance, they put her in the squad car. And so this guy is thinking, why is that? Because she should be getting medical attention. And he walks up to the police, and he says, I got to know. I'm a little bit nosy. I got to know what's the deal, what's happening. And the officer said she was arrested for waving a firearm in public. Mm, Boom. That, got, that even hit the back row. That hit the back row. I got to tell you, I'm excited to be here today. And, uh, and now Steve Bolden sent me that a few weeks ago. Uh, but he sent me something last night that he, he, he said I could tell you about. And uh, because it is, it, God is just doing miracles right now. I don't know if you know this, but he's really doing miracles in this church. And, and uh, he said, he said, Steve said, I thought I'd send you another story. No, it's not like the last one because he sent me that last one. You know, and I said, listen, I'm going to steal that from you. I'll give you credit the first time. But, you know, Dr. Holler always said, give credit the first time and then use it. What did he say? Use the second time, it's yours. And then the third time, yeah. So uh, he said a couple of weeks ago, I asked you to pray for his, his uh, my sister, Pat. I was praying for our team, our prayer team, and uh, we're praying for Pat. He said, after I sent you that text, I can, uh, she ended up going to the hospital I sent her a copy of your prayer where you prayed, uh, where you said you were speaking recovery and life over her so much so that the doctors would be astounded. That's what I prayed over, that the doctors would be astounded. When she got to the hospital, the doctors told her that as long as she was in the wing of the hospital where she currently was, she had a 50-50 shot to leave the hospital. You recognize what that means, right? There's a 50-50 shot that the doctors told her she wouldn't leave the hospital. They said, however, if you're transferred to this other wing, there's only a 9% chance that you'll leave. And I'm thinking, please don't tell people that. Please don't. Uh, Steve said, this scared her tremendously. She just knew that she was going to die. Either that day uh, or the next day, the doctor came in and said, I'm astounded of the improvement you have made. I'm astounded of the improvement you are making. Listen, this is not bragging on me. This is bragging on Jesus. This is God healing people in our midst. 
Last week we had healings in this house, in this place. Listen to this. She remembered the text you had, I had sent her, or Steve had sent her, and she told Steve that her belief was, that she was going to die immediately changed to a belief that she was going to live. Immediately. Within two days, she went home. Within two days, she went home. Total time in the hospital, four days. It could have been three, but she wanted to take that last round of medication that the doctor suggested that she take. So she wanted to tell us how much she appreciated our prayers. And uh, I just want to remind you guys that God is moving. I mean, he is, he is healing bodies. He is healing minds. Um, and it is it's something to behold. It is just fantastic. And I am here to... Uh, bring you more good news. All right, let's look in the, the book of, wow, the book of 1 Samuel 28. This message is called The Art of Listening. How many of you know how important it is to listen in life? Uh, it's important to listen. It's important to listen to the right stuff. Uh, not, not, not the wrong stuff and filter out, you know, those kind of things. But, but uh, there, there are things in our lives like people, what they say about us, which is not necessarily in my immediate realm. There are things that people say to me. And there are also things that I say out of this face that matter. Okay, that matter. So this is called the art of listening. Just completed prophetic conference, ProfCon, last week. And man, what we did in this last month here was we created, a, a, we cultivated an atmosphere to listen to listen to God and say, Lord, we know you're always speaking. We're going to take a pause for a second. And we're going to separate ourselves from the normal busyness of life, and we're going to dedicate our attention onto you. And did he ever respond? He spoke, he healed, he encouraged. I believe he revived dreams in this place. And so listening is a key part of life. You remember in the beginning, God spoke. God created and he spoke. He created man and he created um, uh, this earth and the heavens. And then in Genesis 3, something happened. In Genesis 3, man, Adam, paid attention to the wrong voice. Right? That voice he heard was the one that said, Has God said? That's as simple as it was. Has God really said, are you sure you didn't get your wires crossed? Because he just doesn't want you to be like him. Are you sure that's what he said? So immediately, immediately doubt was delivered with words. Doubt was delivered with words. And so it's important that we listen to the right voice. If you're taking notes, I got two, two points today. And the first one is listen to the right voice. It's very simple. Listen to the right voice. Husbands, listen to your wives, <laughs> right? Or should I say wives, listen to your husbands? No, I shouldn't say that. I'll get in trouble. I'll get in trouble, <laughs> right? Yeah, he knows. Uh, let me read this to you. We'll, we'll be in 1 Samuel chapter 28. I'm going to read a few verses, uh, and we're going to start in verse 3. Now, Samuel had died, right? The prophet of God, the man of God had died, and all Israel had lamented for him and buried him in Ramah, his own city, and Saul had put the mediums and the spiritists out of the land, right? Any, any of those people who were, who, 
who sometimes people saw as spiritual but really weren't of God, he put them out of the city. Verse 4, we're in 1 Samuel 28, verse 4. Then the Philistines gathered together and came and encamped at Shunem. So Saul gathered all Israel together and they encamped at Gilboa. When Saul saw, that's hard to say, when Saul saw the army of the Philistines, what? He was afraid and his heart trembled greatly. Verse 6 says, And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, either by dreams or by Urim, which is part of the holy garb, or by the prophets. Let's pause. You live in a day where the Lord continues to speak, not only through his word, but through this prophetic word, through the Bible, right, with our connection with Jesus, our relationship with Jesus, and through the prophetic word. You do not live in a day like this. But I'm going to use this story as an example today because it's powerful. Right, Because what we see Saul do is what? Panic. God, I need you to do this. Talk to me. Where are you? 30 seconds later, it doesn't say that. That's my version. 30 seconds later, Lord, okay, you're not there. You're not talking. I'm going to plan B. I'm going to plan B. What can I make happen? What can I do, right? Anybody ever been there before in your life? You ever cried out to the Lord and you, and you didn't hear anything in return? And so possibly, possibly, you veer off course a little bit and try to make your own thing happen. And sometimes, how many of you know, sometimes that can be outside of what God really wants. Because we don't make decisions quite as great without God's wisdom as we should. Verse 7, and here we go. This is when it kind of goes off the rails. Then Saul said to his servants, find me a woman who's a medium that I may go to her and inquire of her. Hold on a second. A few verses ago, you cast all those people out. Now, just because the Lord's not spoken to you or you didn't hear him or you weren't listening, you're going to panic and go back to that other source. Okay, there are sources in your life that you should not be listening to. There are words that have been spoken over you, things that have been said to you that you should not be listening to because they're not the Word of God. A few years ago, we were at an airport and grabbing a flight to come back to Dallas, and Jen and I were, were together, and I think we were sitting at a restaurant in the airport having a cup of coffee, waiting on our flight. And um, you may have been here before. I'm usually relatively organized, uh, you know, I know when to show up, where to show up. But that day, for some reason, I was off my game. And so we're sitting there having a cup of coffee, and I hear the intercom say, Passenger Derek Miller, please report to gate C4. And I'm like, did you, did that guy just say my name? Did, was he talking to me? And another minute went by, and Passenger Derek Miller, please report to gate C4. And I'm like, at that point, I'm panicking. Oh, my gosh, I'm supposed to be somewhere where I ain't. I'm supposed to be somewhere else getting on a plane that is going to leave without me. They don't care. They're nice enough to do that. And I thought, how many times do we? Yeah, I almost overlook that because I'm talking. I'm listening to babies crying. I'm hearing music. It's the bustle of the airport. How many times do we not tune out those distractions so that God can speak to us? We get wrapped up in circumstance and distracted and listening to things that we ought not. 
Listen, I want to tell you this morning that listening to the right voice in your life is everything. Listening for God to speak to you, listening for the word to jump out off the page and speak to your heart is everything. That's what's going to encourage you to get you through to the next day. That's going to, that's going to be what guarantees that you know you're an overcomer. It's these promises that God has. Listen to this. Paul says in Galatians 8, uh, 1 verse 8, he says, But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. This is how important it is that you listen to the right voice. There have been religions built on the wrong voice. That's why we focus on Jesus here. Because he's the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way. It's critical that you listen to the right voice. You've got to do what you can do. Listen, you, are, you have things in your life that you can control. I listen to, I'm listening to a book uh, currently called At Your Best because <laughs> I feel like I can be better. I feel like I can be better as a, as a human. And, uh, and sometimes that, that, is, that hurts because your toes will get stepped on, but man, you can become better. You can grow if you have an attitude where you can grow. And, uh, and this guy said, he said, uh, this is a guy who pastored for 20 years, and now he's, he's just a speaker and travels the world and encourages people. And it was so great because he said, you know what? He said, what I do, I have a habit of is I turn on uh, Do Not Disturb on my phone when I'm trying to work in that green zone, when I'm trying to work in those two or three, four hours a day that are my best, I turn my phone on, do not disturb. And he said, now, listen, uh, you may be panicking right now thinking, but I won't get my texts and I won't get my calls and I can't see Twitter and whatever else, right? I can't, I can't, I have to see this. But man, don't you know that that stuff is, blah, can just bring, like, we can be a busy or we can be effective. Anybody ever been there before? You can be busy or you can be effective. It's really hard to be both because of distractions. And so he said, you're panicking right now thinking that you're not going to get your notifications. And I'm thinking, yes, I am. I'm panicking right now. And he said, now listen, if, you're, if your family needs to get through to you, you can set your phone where they can call through. They normally text, but if it's a real emergency, they'll call. He said, at the end of the day, if it's a huge critical emergency, the police will knock on your door. And they'll, get, they'll find you. They'll get you. It'll be fine. And I thought, you know, that's great, helpful word for me is just minimize distractions. Do what you can do to minimize. I'm not saying you, every day is going to be the same. I'm not saying every day is going to be perfect. But if you minimize distractions, it's so much easier to focus. All right, number two. Say number two. Say number two. You guys are quiet today. This goes right along with one, and it's just simply this. Listen to the truth about who you really are. Right? First, you got to lock into the right voice, God's voice. But then you got to go one step further and realize that you have to receive what is said about you. How many times do we go through life and say, well, must be a reason. Lord did that for a reason. Lord needed another Angel in heaven, trying to teach me a lesson, so I lost my business. That's not who God is. That's not the God we read about in this New Testament. It's really not. 
And so it's critical that you, that you listen to the truth about who you are. And I'm going to read some scriptures in just a few minutes over you to remind you who you are. I think maybe somebody in this place today needs to be reminded who they are. Maybe life's gotten in the way. And you need to be reminded what the Word says about you. Remember, David was, in 1 Samuel 13, was called a man after God's own heart. That was what was said about him. The anointed one. The king, right? Now listen to this. Go with me to 1 Samuel 21, just a few chapters earlier. This is a great book. 1 Samuel chapter 21, we'll start in verse 10. I want to read a few verses because we can learn something here. And I, and I want you to see there's a theme. All right, it says in verse 10, Then David arose and fled that day from before Saul, who went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said to him, Is this not David, the king of the land? Right, that's what's said about him. Is this not David, the king of the land? Did they not sing to him, uh, him to, uh, to one another in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens thousands, tens of thousands? And this is where it gets weird. You ever read the Bible and it kind of just gets weird and you're like, what is even happening? I mean, I don't understand. Now, listen, I read the Bible and it gets weird and I've been like, that's exactly me. Like, I'm right there. I know what that is. Now, David took these words to heart and was very much afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. The king was afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. So he changed his behavior before them, pretended madness in their hands, scratched on the doors of the gate, and let his saliva fall down on his beard. Then Achish said to his servants, Look, you see the man is insane. Why have you brought him to me? Right? David's feigning madness in front of Achish. Why are you brought him to me? Have I need of madmen? That you've brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? Now, we're going to transition into chapter 22. This all flows together, right? And it says, therefore, so David did that, got out of the situation for a moment. You ever been there before? Oh, I can make something happen. I'll just get, okay, just till I can get here, just so I can get there. Chapter 22, verse 1. David, therefore, departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And we know where that is. So when his brothers, so he's hiding, right? This is the king who's full of fear. You get that fear theme? Chapter 28, chapter 21, all over the place. People are led by fear. He escaped to the cave of Adullam. So when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down there to him. They went and found him at the cave of Adullam. He's trying to hide. And his family busts in the door. And what did they have the nerve to do? Unreal. Show up and try to encourage him and remind him who he is. And everyone who was in distress, you ever been there before? Everyone who was in debt and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. And then it says, so he became captain over them. And there were about 400 men with him. All of a sudden, this man who was fearful of King Achish, feigned madness, ran away, hid in a cave. Somebody walks in and reminds him who he is. 
and he becomes their captain, captain of 400 valiant. Are there any valiant men in here? Man, that was fantastic yesterday. You guys got to make these men's breakfasts every month. They're so encouraging. Hmm. There is truth spoken about who you are. And it's truth from the Word of God. It's not the person, your, your worst teacher that talked you down, that put you down when you were a kid. Maybe it's not that broken relationship from a few years ago that you just can't get over. That's not who you are. What's amazing about Jesus is he sees who you are and not what you've done. Man, second chances. God is a God of second chances. Listen to these quotes. You know, there are certain times, and I told Jennifer, I told Jen this morning, I said, you know, I'm, I'm a movie buff. I've seen six or seven movies in my life, and I'm not kidding. Like, she always asks me if I've seen that movie. I'm like, no, I didn't see that movie. Uh, but I like movies, right? And I'm thinking about um, uh, lines, famous lines that actors deliver. And I wonder, do they really know when they're doing this that that is going to become an iconic quote that is remembered for the rest of time? I, I kind of doubt it. They're probably like, this is a really cool movie. I'm making a lot of money. But I just want to get to the next job, right? And they may, I don't think they really know the power. Listen to these, some of these quotes. The top 100 movie quotes is, the first one is uh, Clark Gable says, frankly, my dear, I don't give a blank. I won't say that word, right? But we know that, and it's lasted almost 100 years we know exactly where it came from, right? Godfather, 1972, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. And we know that. Toto, I've got a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Judy Garland, right? And we see these people like that. And they deliver these lines. And I want to tell you this morning, it is so, so important what has been delivered as a line over you. And the things that God speaks over your life, those should be the things that last for the rest of your days. Those should be the things that encourage you to, to step forward, to believe God and say, you know what? That's right. I am this. Maybe I'm feeling this and feelings are temporal. The truth is eternal. The truth is eternal. Listen to these scriptures. If you're, if you're a note taker, write these down. This is just a list I made. You can make your own list. If you're going through something in your life and maybe you're, you're filled with anxiety or fear, then look up fear or look up peace or look up joy in your Bible and make your own list. Listen to this, Romans 6, 18. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Hold on a second. Did you catch that? Why do we talk so much about sin? if we've been set free from it? Why do we dwell on sin if we've been set free from it? If we're going to be a slave to anything, let it be a slave to righteousness. Let it be a slave to what Jesus has said about who you are, not what you do. Romans 4.8, Blessed is the man whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Thank you, Jesus. 3 John verse 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So those have a promise to prosper. 
you're not prospering this morning, reach out to somebody. Let them, remind, let them kick the door of the cave open and remind you who you are, what's yours. Let them listen to you. Let them connect. Let Cry with them. It's okay. Let's connect. Let's be family. Let's reach out to one another when we have needs. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and God is able. God is able. Sometimes we go through life and we think, I am able. I can do this. I got this. And we leave God way out there. And he's going, I am able. God is able to make grace abound toward you that you, say that's me, Always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. One thing I've learned about living a life of faith is simply don't give up. Andre said last week, hold on. If you haven't seen it, just hold on. If you give up, you lose. Right? It's pretty simple. This says having all sufficiency in all things that may, may have an abundance for every good work, 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brethren, farewell. Here's a command. Become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. You have peace. He's delivered peace. He's spoken peace over your life. Ephesians 6.10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Who? In the Lord and the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You have his strength. I don't really know how we've gotten through the last two years of our lives except for his strength. Except leaning on him and having family around us that'll remind us who we are. That's the only thing that's brought us through. And it, one of my, the last one I want to read is, is sort of a Christmas verse, but it's applicable anytime. Luke 2.10, then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. <clears throat> good tidings of great joy are yours. Good tidings of great joy are yours. You know, the gospel means good news. That word gospel means simply good news. It doesn't mean watch out or God will get you. That's not what it means. It means good news. What's the good news for me? That I no longer have to rely on me. That's good news to me because I've tried to rely on me and it ain't, it don't quite so work, work out so well. Anybody ever done that before? If I have to rely on me, I will fail me, and I will fail you. So my expectations and your expectations are jaded unless, unless we put our expectation in Jesus, unless we realize he is the strength, he is the wisdom, he is the power, he is the one to make this happen. Listen to the right voice and listen to what is said about you. Listen to the truth about who you are. First Corinthians 6.11, I, I wanted to end with this. Paul says, and such were some of you. 
but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. You were washed, sanctified, and justified. Washed. So if there are things in your life you feel like are not good enough, you've gone too far, messed up too many times, gotten too dirty in this life, you were washed, you were sanctified, you were set apart and justified, made right with God because of what Jesus did. In the name of Jesus and by the Spirit of our God, you were made more than a conqueror. You were made more than enough because of what Jesus did. And if you're sitting in this place this morning or if you're watching online and you feel like something else, I want to encourage you, that feeling can be overwhelmed by a different one. That can be overwhelmed by a feeling of acceptance and a feeling of love and a feeling of more than enough. And that all starts with a relationship with Jesus. I said this morning earlier that, that this is a simple act of surrender. Sometimes we go through life and uh, we, we have had circumstances that we have had, we felt like we had to get ourselves through. We have felt like the pressure's on our shoulders, it's on our back. We've had to move forward. But the good news is the pressure's on his shoulders. And he is more than able. In fact, the Bible says, cast your cares on him, for he cares for you. So when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like you can't see tomorrow, remember that he cares for you. And if you're sitting in this place, I want you to be someone who cares for someone else. Step out, check on someone, call someone, drop by their house, see how they're doing, care for them. That is what Jesus called us to do. And that act of surrender that I'm talking about is simple. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 that Jesus lived on this earth a sinless life, but he was crucified, hung on a cross, he died, he was buried but he rose again. And the third day he, was, uh, he ascended into heaven and he's seated at the right hand of the Father according to the scriptures. And that, my friends, is the good news. Because he, did, in that act, defeated death, hell, and the grave. And he made all things new. And he created this impossibility of an eternal second chance doesn't matter when you turn to him, he's always available. And so this morning, if that's you, if you're watching online, I want to encourage you to let me pray for you. If you're sitting in this place and you, and you say, you know what, I need, I need that fresh start. I need a second chance. And I've never said yes to Jesus. I've never said, I, I'm tired of doing everything I can do to get God's attention. I'm going to trust that Jesus did it. If that's you this morning, I'd, I'd like to pray for you. If you want to 
slip up your hand. I, you know, let's all pray together this morning. I'll lend you some words. Repeat, repeat after me. Say, Father, thank you for the sacrifice that Jesus made for me. I receive it, and I am a new creation today. I thank you for second chances. I thank you for a future and a hope. And I thank you that today is the first day of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Enjoying the podcast? If you want more, you can always visit One Cause Church on YouTube and Facebook to watch full services. 